Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey, metalheads, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, we're back, and we have another uh, interview for you. We haven't done one of these in a long while, have we, John? No, nah, not for a little while. I think the last time was about November with uh, my dying bride. So we it's are BN. Remember, just because Juan's not here, we're missing Juan, uh, but we will forge forward. So anyway, we are speaking with Martin from Domcraft in Sweden. Uh, how are you doing, Martin? I'm doing fine, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, no problem. No Thank problem. you so much for staying up late and coming on. <laughs> yeah. as, you, as you said, it's still winter over there, so I'm sure you're probably bundled up and ready for bed. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock, yeah. <laughs> and out in the forest, as I said earlier. So we've been drinking beers for a few hours now. So Nice. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it here. Uh, I found your sound to be very different from the other Swedish bands. Where does this uh, the sound of yours come from? Do you mean like the Domecraft sound? Yes. What you mean? Yes. Well, actually, the Domecraft sound is shaped out of years and years of, of, of uh, songwriting. We've been playing together for many, many years. We formed the band name like 10 years ago, but we actually have been playing for almost 20 years. Uh, so, uh, like, the parts of, of the, the influences come from uh, many kinds of music. Of course, from things like Hawkwind and Melvins, and I'm a stoner guy, you know. I grew up listening to hard-ons and, and things like that. But um, when we met many years ago, we were very much into like Tool and, and stuff like that. Uh, so we all grew up listening to heavy music, uh, like, you know, Accept, uh, Sabbath, of course. But we also like spacey things like Spaceman 3, Pink Floyd, and The Swans, and stuff like that. Uh, and when we really formed the band, uh, named it Domecraft and decided to, to uh, release something, uh, we just made something out of all of it. And, and that's what we know. I don't think we could sound in a different way, actually. This is how it sounds when we play. So, Okay. So, I mean, the sound kind of evolved into, I mean, yeah. it's just a conglomeration of all your influences and then... <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Uh, of course, like 50 years ago, there was like a vibe around the heavy stuff. Um, we used to go to a music festival called Roadburn. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, we saw bands like Conan, Electric Wizard and stuff like that. And there was uh, a big thing then, like 15, 20 years ago. We uh, Nobody played stuff like that. And it was super cool for us to be able to go to one place and see bands like that. Uh, and And... So, of course, starting out recording, deciding to release something, we wanted to make it bottom heavy, so to speak, but it's still lots of spacey things going on in our songs all the time. So that's more or less what became Domecraft. So. Yeah, the sound's amazing. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just heavy as huh. shit. I mean, listening to it, it's just, it, yeah, you know, it's amazing. We, 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 the thing we want, we, we want the, the albums to sound like we're playing really loud because we are. <laughs> uh, we record everything live. <laughs> All our albums are recorded live. Of course, there are some overdubs later on, but uh, that's how it sounds. 
I don't know if you've seen us live anytime, but it's quite similar, actually, the sound, the live sound and, and, and the stuff we record. Um, almost all our songs are improvised until we um, hit the studio and record it. And then when it's recorded and mixed, then we start playing the song like it's on the album. But before that, it's, it's very much about improvisation uh, and, and stuff like that. And many of the songs that turn out to be like eight or nine minutes, they're like 21 minutes in our rehearsal space. So that's the hard thing for us. <laughs> Trying to cut them down from 20 to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. Well, you were saying about the uh, very low end and everything like that. Would that have to be, I noticed that uh, from some of the live videos I've seen of you that you've, you you use the orange heads. Is that what that, you know, where that comes from? I don't know what we, we all play with with uh, big vintage amp heads we use fuzz pedals uh, and many of them at the same time usually um, I would say um, the way we play we tune in C it's not that low actually it's the way we play that makes it bottom heavy uh, and, and the way we record it too we, we, we record live in one room together all of us um, and then it's all about mixing, of course. The but fun it's, job. Uh, if you if you want it to sound like that, you have to learn yourself. How how do you make the sound sound bottom heavy? <laughs> the bass is one thing, and the guitar is one. So uh, that's quite a thing, you know, to find a sound that really works and not just becomes a mess of fuss. You know, which it, is, it works well together. I mean, it's. I mean, you can. You have the distinguishing sounds, but they all work together. It's not lost in a in a sea of fuzz like some of the you know the stoner and doomy kind of bands can tend to get. Yeah, yeah, that can happen though. <laughs> I have to admit that <laughs> it does happen. But um, I think uh, on our recordings, uh, we've really managed to be true to the songs and and, and uh, yeah, give them life and 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 make everything have a place of its own. I don't know how to describe it, actually, but uh, we don't have one one theme for, for um, per album, actually. It's like an, a process just moving forwards all the time. So one thing leads to another, and uh, if you li listen to our different albums, it's not that different. Uh, it, it, it's always Doomcraft. It's one riff. We repeat it over and over again and it's the small details that that uh, changes the sound so. that's great i i know personally i've i've just started really kind of getting more into doom and and kind of sludge and stoner and you guys i recently got your demo uh or yeah. not your demo but the pre-release from the you know the publicity guy and and, and found yeah. it amazing and i wanted to do the interview because you remind me a lot of mother slug like not yeah. Not the same. You don't sound the same, but I mean, the it just reminded me of you know, really strongly in that style of music, and I loved it. And so I was really anxious. You know, I jumped on it when the ch chance for an interview popped up. Yeah. Go, thank go, you, thank you. Going I back to understand the reference. <laughs> but going back to your new album, there, uh, can you tell us about the uh, process of the recording of it? Other than you know, you guys just getting together and jamming it in the in the studio. There was there blueprints to follow, or was there you know, a, a... Yeah, well, you know, as always, we had like 10 or 12 songs that we wanted to 
push into an album and it was like 35 or 40 minutes <laughs> you had to cut it down uh, and we were recording in a new stu studio called the welfare sounds in, in gothenburg with per stolberg and uh, kalle lilia two amazing technicians and producers uh, and and then we decided to record during summertime early summer june uh, and that was the beginning of, of the pandemic you know uh, everything was new about Corona and and uh, and all the things about that. Uh, so it was a strange time at the moment, and which right happened to be that it was really really hot in Sweden th uh, that week too. It was like thirty five degrees Celsius, which is uncommon in Sweden. Uh, we used to cold weather. Uh, so the whole thing about the pandemic and and the heat. Uh, it really got to our heads and you can hear that uh, in, I think I can hear that um, but we worked and worked and worked and we were really fought for a week in the studio and, and, and it turned out to be uh, sound like a, a bit different from the other albums actually I don't know if you've listened to our prior albums they are really uh, thick and compact in sound this one is more open I think uh, larger sounding in a way, uh, which is what something we had uh, thought about and, and discussed uh, thematically, of course, uh, because we wanted to do something new, but also with the songs. There are more parts of the songs with just one melody uh, on the guitar, one single note going all the time or something like that. I work a lot with echoes and Martin's lyrics are amazing. Uh, just We wanted to get, create um, like a vibe where his lyrics could get more space and the same thing with the guitar parts uh, and um, Pat and Kalle that we recorded with they were um, they understood that completely all the time we didn't know them uh, then we actually were, were back in their studio a week ago and recording some new stuff and yeah <laughs> they're great guys how are things currently now over there are they affecting the newer music as well I mean I know things have kind of gotten a little funny again in Europe with the corona. I guess we're into like the fourth wave or whatever now. Yeah. I mean, for the music industry, it's devastating, actually, because yeah. no one can play live and uh, lots of, of promoters and, and especially the clubs, they, they, um, they're shutting down. So we don't know what will happen. We still have some bookings. Uh, I think next one's like October or something, some festivals, uh, but we don't know anything right now. And we're so missing to be out playing live. That's the, the thing about the band is to play live, meet people. And, and uh, we're not a studio band at all, actually. <laughs> we're, we, we sound the best in, in our rehearsal space with friends or in a venue. Uh, and that's kind of depressing at the moment I think not knowing when when we can start playing again but it's the same for everybody I mean uh, everybody yeah. wants to, to get out there again that's, yeah oh yeah the, the fans are definitely I mean we're feeling it too I know we always do Maryland Death Fest every year over here in which you know and that's yeah. and that's two years now in a row it's cancelled and we're not having that till next year now do you feel Maryland, that uh, that's really like a bucket bucket list thing for me I would really love to attend Maryland Death Fest sometime oh it's a, it's it's an amazing fest uh, so I've heard 
Do you feel that uh, once the uh, the world is open again, it's going to be a buyer's market that everybody's going to rush out and you know put albums out and and just go on tour and kind of try to race it to be what it what it was before the shutdown, or do you think it's going to be a gradual process? I don't think there will be a gradual process. It's already starting. I think everyone's releasing new albums now. We've been talking about that a lot. When should we release this one or not? Because there's so much coming out right now. But we thought that we have fans, you know, and they want to hear what we do. And, and, and we recorded the this album Seeds during the pandemic. And it's kind of an, a good thing to release it during this part of history i think i mean it's a good thing but we know that we have to do something more quite fast and i do as you say think that it will be a kind of a rush everybody will want to get out there of course uh, and i think people will attend more shows than they have ever been at least i will oh yeah that's <laughs> when i can absolutely i think i mean like you say i'm, in, it's I'm gonna def- be in so much trouble it's definitely <laughs> definitely yeah. going to be more of a sprint than it is a a long race you know i mean people i mean there's a lot of peripheral involved in the music industry it's not just the bands and the fans you know it's all the people that work in the industry and the people that make yeah. merch and everything i mean it's everybody's just waiting with bated breath to get back to going you know yeah yeah Speaking of shows, I've uh, I read about some of the shows you played over here in the states. <clears throat> were these just one-off dates, or were they? Was it like a full-fledged tour? No, only one-off. Uh, we played Psycho Las Vegas. Uh, that was a, fl- a fly-in show. We only did that one. Uh, they didn't want us to do anything more than. Uh, which was super cool, fantastic. Have you been there, Psycho mm. Las Vegas? I mean. That's an experience in itself if you haven't been there. No, so, I was just, uh, and then we went back like um, a year ago uh, to New York and did, did two shows there, uh, and recorded a live album too that is out now. Yeah, I've seen some video from that one uh, up there at uh, that was at St. Vitus, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yep. the Day of Doom thing that uh, Magnetic Eye hosted it was it's... a great day. The whole day was super. That's a cool club. It's a, we we get there from time to time. It's an, and it's a really cool part of town. Like that, years ago, if you had been in that part of town, you you, you run. You didn't walk through that part of town. You ran. Yeah, no, I, I was there like fifteen years ago, actually, uh, my first time in New York, and uh, I I didn't even recognize it. It's so different now. Oh, it's it's so nice and 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 yeah, they've they've amazing. cleaned it up. Yeah. For the... And San Vitus too, I, I really loved it. Everybody does, of course, and we knew that because it's yeah, super venue uh, with they're so professional. The attitude and and the way they take care of things there is yeah, it's amazing. Credits to them. The first time we went up there, it was funny because there's no sign on the place, and <laughs> we're standing outside. And it's the middle of November, and we're freezing. And this guy goes, "Hey, are you here for the uh, the X Order show?" And we're like, "Yeah," and he goes right there and we're like we should have known just you know the building with the black doors and everything like that but as soon as we walked in the door we felt at home yeah 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 it's I mean, we grew up you know we we're only i don't know two and a half hours from up from the city so we we used to go up to lamore a lot you know the and see concert yeah. so we were used you know even there you parked the car and you ran to the venue <laughs> you didn't you know it was just that type of neighborhood and 
So it was kind of cool. I mean, three in the morning, we walked out to the car to leave St. Vitus and you weren't looking over <laughs> your shoulder and, and we parked a million miles away. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, back to your, back to your new album, uh, for the seeds album. Um, you have a bunch of different packages for this release. Uh, who came up with yeah. these ideas? Uh, we have a, a guy called Björn Ockeldax. He's, he's um, an artist from Stockholm. He's a friend of Martin's, our singer. Uh, and he's doing the artworks for our um, albums. Uh, he's almost like a secret member of the band, actually. He's been with us uh, for many years now. Uh, and he's the one working with, you know, the, the package around the music. Uh, and he's an amazing guy. Uh, that yeah almost like a member actually uh, when it comes to creating what Domecraft is uh, for the fans that is he's not a part of the music production or songwriting or any, anything like that but uh, he's got his own ideas for every album and uh, I don't know if you've seen the cover art for the earlier al albums but they are uh, like cartoonish and, and uh, drawn and painted uh, and he started working out with this one and he said early on that he didn't want to draw anything this time he wanted to do like a photo shoot and we were like yeah Bjorn's been doing amazing stuff every time so let's see what he does this time and he started talking about dead animals and creating bone finding bones in the forest <laughs> he's an outdoors guy uh, and he said that he was going to build animals by himself uh, it sounded kind of weird first, but when we got the first shots, it was it looked amazing. Um, and he did initially he wanted he wanted it to be like a fold, I don't know the word word in English, a fold up book, you know, like a kid's book. When you yep. open it, it's yep. like a forest or something there. Oh yeah, like a pop that, pop up pop up book. Yeah, that's yeah. the word exactly. Uh, but that was too uh, tricky and, and and expensive a thing to do, so he made it in three D instead. So when you buy the album on vinyl, uh, you get, I think a CD too. Uh, hope I don't say too much here. Uh, <laughs> you get 3D glasses sent with it so that you can look at the cover art and see it in 3D, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and there's um, like a box version of it with an art book when you can see the artwork uh, uh, more carefully made. And uh, yeah, he's an amazing guy, an artist and a part of the band. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward. We're we're all big vinyl nuts here on the podcast, so uh, figures. <laughs> do you uh, <laughs> do you prefer the hard copies of of music, or do you uh, are you more of the uh, download type? I would be forced to say uh, I'm I'm kind of a vinyl person myself. Listen a lot to to older records on vinyl. Uh, but I do listen to streaming music a lot because it's so easy just to do it, you know. Uh, and and uh, when you're out playing, you want to cover the bands. If you're going to play a festival in Holland, it's like 20, 10 or 15 bands. You want to hear, hear them first. So I would say it's like a mix, actually. I usually buy albums from, from uh, musicians that I really like, but... Usually when I buy an album, I've been listening to it before uh, on Spotify or something like that. Yeah. So it's a mix for me, actually. Uh, I have friends who never listen to, to anything digital of, 
they only listen to music on vinyl. Uh, I'm not like that at all. I use YouTube a lot, actually, too, because I like to see live music. So. That's where I, I to, to do research for this interview, I, I dug you guys up on YouTube, and yeah. and that's how I knew about, really, I found the, uh, the St. Vitus show from YouTube, and yeah. wow, that sounded so loud. <laughs> it was. It was an amazing uh, sound that they made there, actually, and then it was a super thing because we, we played with the other bands from Magne- Magnetic Eye and they're friends of ours. We played together uh, from time to time. So it, it was really wonderful. Yeah, the club's kind of deceiving too. When you see videos of it, you think it's a little bit bigger than it really is and you go walking yeah. in and you're like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to say, um, for the, 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 the album Seeds, uh, the song that stood out for me was Dawn of Man. Uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, the first single? Yes. Uh, actually, when we made that song, it was all about doing something with only one chord. Uh, we usually have like two. <laughs> so we thought if, if, if we, we tried to make a song with only one chord and only one guitar standing completely still with some sort of shaggy sound, and putting lyrics on top of that. And then we started to do that, working it, crafting it over and over again. Uh, we wanted it to like stand still in a way. Do you understand what I mean with that? Yeah. Not to be like a song with the, with the chorus and, and stuff like that. Uh, of course, all that came later on, but um, it's very much about power, just using one chord, staying there in one riff. Um, it's like Domecraft all the time but it's 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 in a smaller package it's one of our shortest songs ever actually uh, it's really effective in a way um uh, and and it's very typical of the the production of seeds too because it is really open in sound you can hear distinguish what what is uh, the guitar melody where are the drums uh, and the super sound that uh, that we made there it was you know, there's a part of the song with only a guitar, uh, but it's so big that it sounds like like there's a bass there too, because it, it's I think two or three different amps sounding at the same time. Um, we we thought that the song would be like more quiet, uh, calm almost in a way, but uh, when we stood there in the studio and and played it like this, it was yeah instantly felt that this is the right thing for this song so yeah it fits really well it's an amazing song like the whole album no, is just you. powerful as hell like i said i was just yeah. driving around jamming it and it's just it really just kicks your ass it's great <laughs> for me long songs kind of kind of wear on me after a while you know yeah. it just seems like but in the meantime like sean said you know it, it was something that was driving I put it on, you know, and I'm doing, you know, reading about you guys and everything like that, trying to, because I'm, we're, we're, I'm fairly new to you, and uh, it, next thing you know, nine minutes have gone by, and I didn't even notice it. I'm like, oh, wow, that song's <laughs> over, so I had to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kept my attention. Song. It's so painful, actually, because it's, it's, it's one and a half years since we wrote the song, and we recorded it last summer. And we have never played it live, and it's completely made. You know, the idea about the song is to be played live. It's a perfect song to open a concert with, or something like that. So, oh yeah. 
Uh, that's the first thing we will do, I think, uh, when we get out next time. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to catching you in the states sometime. Hopefully, um, like I I really enjoy it. Like I said, I'm new to you as well, and I will be yeah. digging up all the back catalog stuff and deep diving. In the meantime, yeah. now back to back to you being from Sweden, um, like I said, your sound was so much different compared to, you know, the Lucifers, the At the Gates, the you know all the different the Entombs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where do you guys find yourself in the mixture? I mean, there's so much good music coming out of Sweden. Where does yeah, this all come yeah. from? I mean, growing up in Sweden, listening to heavy music, I mean, like Entombed, for, for instance, uh, that is something that everybody's listening to. Uh, I mean, if, if you're into that. And, and uh, for a few years, the Norwegian thing with the black metal that was new uh, was all around everybody, too. Uh, I don't think the sound of Domecroft is a Swedish sound. By no uh, means. I wouldn't describe it like that. It's, it sounds more American than, than Swedish, I think. I, I think you can hear that we are from Sweden. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> there are many heavy uh, industrial bands, you know, like Breach or something like that, uh, where you can really hear uh, this is a Swedish sound. I don't. Would you describe it as Swedish sounding? No, I, I don't hear a very large Swedish sound in it. I can I can hear a little bit of a little bit of the Gothenburg buzz, but not yeah. not it's not overpowering like you know if you heard an Entombed or an At the Gates or or the Haunted. Me and Martin and Anders actually met in Gothenburg like twenty years ago, uh, attending shows like the one you mentioned. Uh, so, uh, and some of them they know some of the the, the people around those bands too. Uh, so, we, of course, that's a big part of of our experience of heavy music from back on during the years. But but I think the sound we're making now is not linked to the Swedish sound. If you can talk about a Swedish sound, no, it definitely doesn't. It's completely its own sound. Which was, I mean, I, I hear just a little buzz, but nothing. You know nothing that I can. I can if you put it on and I didn't do any research, I couldn't go. Oh God, these guys are from Sweden. I, I would uh, never be able to say that. We've been really into uh, psychedelic stuff too. You know, like the Swans and, and Spaceman Three and Pink Floyd. Mm. Uh, and it's not that we decide that we do one song like that and one heavy song. We just mix everything up, and that, that's what happens. Uh, it's but, heavy music played through uh, psychedelic. Uh, techniques so to speak I mean well it's kind of cool that you guys have just done your own thing and found your own sound it's so easy to get caught up in that whole label of oh they're a Swedish band yeah. and, and then there's you yeah. know then there's certain expectations I think people have but I mean you guys have like carved out your own unique song and I've, I've kind of noticed there's a, there's quite a few kind of doomy sludgy bands coming out of Sweden I was digging through a uh, band camp and found quite a few yeah so it's, it's a big thing here, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I don't know that that's really well known here. I don't, I mean, you start talking to people about it and you say, you know, because I, I was saying something to somebody not terribly long ago about all the cool Doom bands and sludge bands and, you know, stuff coming out of, of Sweden. They just looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> you know, because I said, no, I, there's quite a few. Like I was, like I say, Bandcamp's a great resource too. I find a lot of stuff yeah. on Bandcamp. Yeah, of course. I forgot to mention that. That's um, important. Too, of course yeah I, I mean I personally think Bandcamp's 
probably more important right now than than anything than YouTube than you know iTunes and any of that. Like I've just yeah. you can yeah I think so too. I've spent hours and hours just <laughs> like loading bands, you know, following bands on Bandcamp. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I do got to say, it's growing too. That's cool. I do got to say one more thing about Sweden now, man. Every time I've met musicians from Sweden, you guys are the greatest guys to drink with and gals. <laughs> That's the, the Swedish thing. Yeah. I was, we, I, we tend to do that. <laughs> I was, uh, I was on, uh, the kiss cruise with, uh, Lucifer a couple years ago and yeah. I, 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 I heard him beforehand. I loved them. I made sure to like set out time to see them. And I, the guy that I went with uh, on the boat there, you know, witnessed me walking back into our room so drunk, I'm about to fall over on everything. Those guys got me trashed, and that happened with Entombed way back in the day. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sweet Swedish Swedish drinkers are some of the best, I think. Yeah, it's it's the Swedish thing. Or like the Northern Europe thing. I mean, it's the same thing in Denmark and Norway and Finland, actually. It's uh, people from up north in Europe. That's, uh, that's how it is. <laughs> that's, that's where I really learned how to drink like a man was in Scotland. So, Yeah, they know how to handle stuff, too, in Scotland. <laughs> it's just that, north, like you say, it's just that Northern European thing. It is, it is. What what kind of beers do you like? Since we do talk about beer around here, I mean, the people have been drinking IPAs for years now, and it's been a, a really big thing. Uh, the other guys in the band are like really hysteric about the, that. You know, they they buy new stuff all the time, and when we're out touring, they have an app on their phone saying we have to go to this brewery, we have to go to this bar. I do like IPAs, but I'm actually more of a, a a really good, clear German lager beer. That's the thing that I love most. Mm-hmm. If we talk beers, you know, and um, when I'm in the U.S., I would really love to go to a bar and just have a PBA or something. I mean, you know, a cheap beer. That that's what I usually drink. Right now, I'm drinking a standard beer that I bought in a gas station <laughs> <laughs> outside of Gothenburg a while ago. But, uh, you know, Sweden right now have so many good breweries. If you're into good beer, Sweden is the place to go to because uh, we're spoiled in that way. Uh, Gothenburg, I'd say, is like the center of this, the brewing business in Sweden, but Stockholm is really good too. And, uh, yeah, if you're into... American Pale Ales or IPA and stuff like that, uh, you can go anywhere in Sweden now uh, and have good stuff to drink. Hmm. That's awesome. That is very awesome. Um, I but don't... it's the same thing in, in the U.S., actually, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's been like slowly progressing for like 15 years. I mean, 15 years ago, you could hardly get anything but lager beer when you went out. Nowadays, it's, it's really different. Yeah, now oh, it's oversaturated. I yeah, mean, now it's yeah. everybody has an IPA. You can, you know, like, like you said, you know, at the gas station, you can get five IPAs at our gas stations now. Yeah, I mean, even Pat's- which is a good thing, I think. I mean, that's it's, it's super cool that that beer can be like a, a culture of its own, or how to describe it. But yeah, yeah it's it's good. 
Yeah, I mean, there's whole, there's just whole podcasts on beer. Like, I mean, we yeah. just, we just dabble in it. No, when I say we dabble in it, we drink a lot of it. We talk, we dabble in the talk of it. <laughs> Good thing, thing. <laughs> so I, I don't have anything else. Do you, John? Nope. I just want to say thank you very much for staying up late with us. Um, well, no, for you, us, what's the pleasure? Yes, we, and anytime you're in the states, keep you know keep our contact information. Anytime you're here, we'll man, we'll owe you as much beer as you want to drink. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 bring some out for you. That's a promise. Good. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Martin. We're going to play you off with uh, Dawn a Man, and then uh, that's again. Thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to seeing you guys tour the states. Thanks a lot. I'll right. see you over there. All right, take care. All right, thank you. Take care.